At RWJ Barnabas Health, we have a passion for heart health. With the largest adult and pediatric cardiac surgery programs in the state, a heart transplant program that's top 15 in the nation, a partnership with Rutgers Health, the latest technology and medical advancements and nationally renowned care for every heart in every one of our communities. Whoever your heart beats for, our hearts beat for you. Let's be healthy together. Visit rwjbh.org heart. RWJ Barnabas Health, New Jersey's largest academic health care system and official health care provider of the New Jersey Devils. Let's be healthy together. Learn more at rwjbh.org. Speak of the Devils is supported by Riverside Oral Surgery, official partner of the New Jersey Devils. Welcome to a special edition of Speak of the Devils podcast presented by RWJ Barnabas Health, the official healthcare provider of the New Jersey Devils. I'm Amanda Stein, and I am going to be joined this week by Miles Wood. I had the absolute pleasure of sitting down with Miles before he was able to practice with the club, getting ready. He was so close to being able to be cleared for practice that we decided we'd bring him in and talk to him and see how he was doing. It was a wonderful interview that I'm so excited for you guys to hear because Miles is someone who speaks from the heart, is full of emotion, and is just so relieved to be where he is in his recovery at that time. Uh, he's getting closer and closer by the second. And so please enjoy this conversation between Miles Wood and myself in the Legacy Lounge. Miles, it is so good to see you. So good to sit down with you. Welcome to the Legacy Lounge. What are your thoughts? It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I think the first thing that came out to my mind was the, the wild skates over there. So Pretty nuts, eh? Technology certainly changed a bit. Well, I mean, it's been such a long time since I've been able to talk to you and see you in person like this. How have you been? Um, it, it's been a long process for sure. Um, it started in training camp there where I kind of tweaked my hip and then went to the doctors and then took some, you know, x-rays of the hips, MRIs, and then from there it was just kind of like a slippery slope. Um, more things started to pop up about what was wrong with the hip. And, um, and then from that point on, we just kind of went the surgical route. Um, we, we tried to make the hip improve as much as possible without heading there too quickly. And finally, I think November 4th is, is, was the time where we sat down as a training staff and me and we were just like, hey, we haven't improved much. I think it's time to go that surgical route. And uh, November 8th is when I went in and, um, and here we are. It's been a long <laughs> process for sure. It really hasn't. You know, I remember you played in that game in Washington in the preseason, which does seem like a very long time ago now. Was there something? It was it. It was that game, right? That was, was your the, last one. Was Rangers it Rangers game? The Rangers, At right? It was the here. Rangers yeah. game. Sorry. So, was there something that specifically happened that you're like, and has this been something that sort of lingered for you? Yeah, I've always been a very tight person. As is, uh, I can't really touch my toes at all. No, I'm kidding, I can, but it, but it's hard. Flexibility, not <laughs> yeah, your yeah. thing, Miles. Flexibility, <laughs> certainly not my thing. So, um, I, I personally think that it was just the wear and tear um, yeah. throughout my whole life. I mean, I'm 26 now, and I've been playing hockey for 26 years or so. So, yeah. I think over the years, I think it was just a process of wearing down the hip, and then finally, 
in that game, I must have tweaked something, and then it just couldn't hold up more. So um, that's that's the process, I guess. When you sit down with the training staff, when you sat down with them and you had to make that decision, you know, you're going into making that decision knowing most of my season is on the line here. Mm-hmm. What was that like for you, just knowing that in order to get better, you had to give up so much? Um, the hardest thing for me um, is if I played golf, it wouldn't be a problem because yeah. it, it's all about me. But when you bring a team environment into that choice, you're not only hurting yourself, but you're hurting the team. And that was the toughest pill to swallow is if, like I said, a golf thing, it wouldn't be a big problem because, you know, all the pressure is on you or whatever. But when you play in such a team atmosphere day in and day out and the fact that you're hurting 23 guys, I think that was um, the hardest part that I finally had to swallow. Did you talk to anyone, like, around the team? Um, Or is it something you sort of just dealt with on your own, that feeling of, right, in terms of, like, did you talk to Nico and say, look, like, this is my decision and that kind of thing? Yeah, throughout the whole fall, um, I I was still around the rank and um, got to talk to the guys here and there. And um, certainly in conversation it came up and on it being hard um, but at the end of the day they're very supportive of my choice and um, you know we have a bunch of great guys in that room and um, I'm very thankful to be surrounded by them in a process like this. I was going to ask you this later in the interview but you bring it up right now one of the things that I've noticed in talking to Lindy Ruff every day and certainly the infirmary has been quite you know there have been a lot of you in there this Mm -hmm. year whether it was Dougie or Jack at the beginning, Tice Thompson, Yanni. Um, one of the things I noticed in talking to Lindy is if ever we mentioned, oh, well, you know, what's it like without Dougie in the lineup or when Jack was out and he said, every single time, Miles, he would say, well, we can't forget that we also don't have Miles Wood. What does that mean to you that no matter what, he wanted to consistently remind everyone that you are part of the makeup of this team and you are a missing piece even though you haven't played one game this year? I think that just shows to the type of coach and, and human he is. Um, he, he played. Um, he's had a long playing career. He had a long coaching career, still is. Um, but when it comes to Coach Ruff and what I think about him, he's, a, he's truly a team-first guy, mm-hmm. and he's been in the trenches. He's played, and so he sees both sides of the game. And um, for him to say that day in and day out, um, it's uh, certainly nice to be recognized like that. Yeah, I I really, like, I found it very meaningful that he would never forget. Not that anyone forgot that you were on the team, but when you're distanced like that for so long, it's easy to, you know, forget all the pieces that come together. So I I, I really appreciated that from him. Um, You said, you know, you've been around a bit behind the scenes. Are you here for games? Like, what is your interaction and what has it been like to, to stay as connected as you can? Yeah, it's certainly hard. Um, when the guys are home, it's as is. Yeah. You show up when they're here. Um, and yes, I do come to the games. <laughs> um, but uh, I think the hardest part throughout this whole process is when they're on the road. Yeah. Um, because right now it's just me and Tice. And, you know, the room is very quiet when the guys aren't around. Um, it's just not the same atmosphere. And, um, you know, I think for me 
personally, I think it's part of the motivation factor to try to get back as quick as I can because um, skating with only two guys on, on the ice doing gym work day in and day out, it gets old quickly. So um, I'm, I'm trying to get back as fast as possible. There have been a lot of highs and lows with the team this year. I know you're a guy who's always in the trenches, always, you know, that motivational guy. How tough has it been? I mean, we ask any player that when they come back from injury, right? Like, how hard has it been to be away from the team? But this is very different for you because it's been really the whole year where you haven't been able to do anything on the ice with the group. Yeah, um, you know, it's certainly very hard being out for such a long period of time. Um, it's not like I played, got hurt, got played, or yeah. played and got hurt. Um, it's been a very consistent, terrible path throughout <laughs> the whole year. Um, but I think the thing that I miss the most is having the excitement and suffering with the guys mm -hmm. um, day in and day out. Um, yeah, I'm still a part of the team, but when you're hurt like this, it, you just, not that you feel left out, you're just not in the mix. I, yeah. I, no, I, I guess mean, you could say. It, it's true, right? <laughs> yeah. Like you're, you're on the periphery. You're yeah. just sort of like watching from a completely different angle, yeah. right? It's, like It's a new perspective that I, I don't like, I guess. <laughs> well, I was going to say, what, what can you gain from that? Is it a new appreciation for what you do as a professional athlete, the love of the game in a different way? Like, is there something there? Um, just not take it for granted. I think that's I think that's the one thing that I've learned the most throughout this whole process is um, I've been in the league now for six years, and to have to or to miss one year, it's it, it's a big thing. Yeah. But when you play day in and day out, you don't really think of the fact that you know if I don't play for a year, like it's not a big deal, but it is. Like it's a huge deal, and I think the thing for me that I learned the most throughout this process is your best days are playing hockey and your worst days are playing hockey. Mm -hmm. And um, what, is that? What, what do you mean by that, your worst days are? Like hockey to me, it's brought so much enjoyment throughout my entire yeah. life, but it's also brought so much pain in my life. Right. And right. to have that mix, it's a new reality that I had to face. And when I finally came to that choice of doing the surgical route, when hockey is stripped away from you in a moment, that's when it's like, it puts it in perspective real quick on what the game actually means to you. And, um, and, and it was a very eye-opening uh, thing for me. So I remember seeing you like right after surgery on your crutches and coming in and you said you couldn't drive and you're waiting mm -hmm. for an Uber and all this stuff. Um, what did you do to fill your time when you're so accustomed to being so active. Yeah, uh, for the first probably month and a half or so, it was, you know, the world was very slow for me. <laughs> I went from my couch to my bed, my couch to my bed. Um, there was not much happening at all. Um, but once I started to walk more um, and get off, you know, the crutches and all that, that's when I really started to get into the rehab process yeah. and from there it started to speed up a little bit um, so I probably did that for about uh, probably like another month or so and then after I started to feel good in the gym then we got to the skating uh, part of it so and that's where I am right now and, and just I can imagine that you know that beginning is really slow then as you say it speeds up a little bit mm -hmm. but as you get closer and closer to play does it almost feel like it's slowing down again because the end goal is 
it's there. You yeah. can see it now. <laughs> um, for me, I've been pretty fortunate in the fact that I've had had a lot of bumps in the road throughout this whole process. Um, I think that that's that's something that I'm very happy about. Um, you know, because so, sometimes you hear people, you know, they're starting to come back, and then all of a sudden they have a little setback. I haven't had that yet. So, knock on wood. Yeah, I, I know. I know. But yeah, so right now I feel very good. Um, starting to skate more and more. Hopefully I'll be back with the team skating. And then from there, hopefully we can get back in the game soon. You know, you play such a physical game. And you in particular, within a physical game, play a physical game. And speed is so important to who you are in terms of your, your identity as a hockey player. Was there concern when you were, you know, having surgery on your hips that that part of your game, like, was there any concern that you couldn't be the same player anymore? Um, no, uh, I think this surgery right now in the time that we're in, it's such a common thing okay. um, that it doesn't, that I'm totally, that I, it, it was still hard to go the sur surgical route, but well, yeah. th this isn't a surgery where people don't know the outcome. Right, like, right, right, yeah. Uh, Sagan, he, he had his hip done, Jamie Ben had two done. Um, Kucherov missed last season yeah. and then came in the playoffs and had a crazy playoffs. <laughs> so it's not a surgery where guys don't come back from. Yeah. Um, Did you talk to, like, do you know any of them and maybe ask them? Well, about? Schneid's. Schneid's That's had true. his yeah, done. And then uh, John Moore had, had his hip done. Um, um, so just talking with those guys yeah. and using their docs. Um, mm -hmm. I think I think was the best thing for me. Because I know that you're you're a guy who like loves information. You yeah, like to yeah. know things. Like that's what I know about you. Yeah. It's like you like to know things. So I'm glad that you had that to sort mm -hmm. of, you know, lean on when you're making such mm -hmm. a difficult decision, an easy but a difficult one at yeah. the same time. So now that you're on the ice, um, I see you on occasion flying out there. Do you feel like the player that you were? I mean, I know you can't replicate mm -hmm. what it would feel like to be in mid-season form, but do you feel like who Miles Wood is? I'm certainly on the process okay. of getting there. Um, to put it in perspective, I just started skating maybe four weeks ago. Yeah. So um, once I start to get back into the team practices, at that point, I think the Miles Wood is back. <laughs> but right now, um, we're we're right now. yeah yeah, Wood, yeah we're getting there. <laughs> What do you think it'll mean to you when you hear the words, you know, from your doctors or the training staff or whoever it is, Miles, you are cleared to practice with the team. And that doesn't mean um, game, but yeah. Miles, you are cleared to get out of, you know, yeah. the infirmary, the situation, the yeah. situation you're in. You're cleared to practice with the team. Um, relief, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. Do you think it'll be like... You're an emotional guy too, but just stepping out on the ice with your teammates for the first time. Yeah, <laughs> I got you, didn't I? Yeah. I know. Cut it, <laughs> Miles. Yeah. No, no I, I. But it's important because I think it's important that people realize that you know we we hear you know like how's Miles doing? Is he ready? You know, and everyone wants you back, whether it's fans or whether it's your teammates. Um, the emotion that you have is 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 important because it, it is who you are. You know, this is your identity and your identity was in a sense stripped from you. And so I'm gonna get emotional now too, but like, 
I think so many of us look forward to, you know, seeing that 44 wood out there. Um, I, it's just, you know, I'm, I'm, you, you caught me off guard with your, your emotion, but I think your teammates are going to be so thrilled and ever, there's going to be a lot of people who normally root for you anyways, just really thrilled to see you out there. Anyway. I know you can't. Yeah. I know you can't. Does it feel like it's coming? Yeah, it does. Um, yeah, it's been a long process, but can't wait to get back. Do you want to take a minute? Yeah. Okay, let's take a minute. Let's take a minute. I'm sorry, Marie. No. I'm sorry, Marie. No, all good. <laughs> We're going to take a little yeah, bit of a breather. It's just been long, so. I know. I know. Take a breather. It's okay. <laughs> I didn't mean to make you cry. I didn't think I was. I, that was pretty Fuck. good of me. I'm proud of myself <laughs> on that one. Yeah. I know. It sucks. I only have like three or four more, all so, right. but just. Yeah. You t yeah, take, take your time. Take your time, Woody. Take your time. Crazy. Yeah, you're almost there. I know, almost. Yeah. All right, I'm good. You're good? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, one of the things this year that's been so interesting is there's been a lot of new players, whether it's Dougie or Ryan Graves. And I'm just wondering, when you're sitting on the periphery like we've talked about, what is your, like, how do you build those relationships? And obviously with, Doug, it's a bit different because I'm sure you yeah. saw him a little more when he was injured. But was that like something you thought about too? There are so many new people you want to like integrate yourself in with. Yeah, I think that that's uh, like the hard part being out as well. Yeah. Um, we have so many new guys on this team, and you know when you're not there day in and day out, and you're and you, you poke your head in here and there <laughs> to form a friendship, it's it, it's harder. Yeah, and. Um, you know, seeing guys like Mercer step up mm -hmm. as such a young player, um, I, I think that's huge. That, like, you, even in the preseason, yeah. took under your yeah. wing and was impressed with. Yeah. Um, from, from day one, I mean, I've been around a few training camps here, so, so you kind of <laughs> get the sense on who has a real shot. Yeah. And I knew right from the start that he would. Um, would he have the season he's having? From my perspective, yeah. no. Like he's having an unbelievable season, and he's going to be a great player for here or for here for a while. Um, did did I know he would make the team out of camp? Yes. Okay. But the fact that he's at what thirteen goals or something it it's, is it's, it's you know, he's in the top ten yeah, of the team scoring. Being so. a nineteen or eighteen year old kid, yeah. I mean, at that point I was still in high school, <laughs> and the fact that he's uh, he's put on this show throughout the whole year, uh, I'm very happy for him. What, what about the explosion of Jack? Like, obviously, you've played with Jack since the beginning of his very young career, but I see a completely different player. He surprised me this year, for really? sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about that. Um, like what, you know, because you see him at a different perspective than I do as a non-player. Yeah. Um, what was it about him that really surprised you? Jack has always had the talent there. Um, especially for the first two years. Yeah. Um, you didn't, as a fan, you, pro you guys probably didn't see it from the TV. Yeah. But day in and day out at practices, you clearly saw that talent there. Mm -hmm. And this year, he's taken a huge step. I mean, it just clearly shows. And, and it seems like a step that you couldn't even imagine how big it would be, right? That's why like, I'm yeah. surprised <laughs> on this huge step that he took. Um, like I said, Jackson, unbelievable guy, unbelievable player. And uh, I'm very happy that um, 
the, the success that he wants is starting to go his way. What about Jesper Bratt? <laughs> he's another, but, but he's always... It's almost been more Bratter, of a slower build. Yes, It's yeah. been a slower build, yeah. Where Jack was like, good, good, and now he's Shot like... Shot out of a cannon? Unreal. <laughs> where Bratter, you, he was like, good, very good, like, and then he, he was more, much more on a steady, like, all right, this kid's going to be very good. When but. you see, like, these younger, you know, they're younger than you, um, you know, these younger players who we identify as, like, the, the core of the team take those steps, how exciting is that for you, someone who's been here for a while... Mm -hmm but also young in the sense that you're going to be part of that or you can be part of that. Yeah. Um, we, we definitely have a solid top six. Yeah. And they're all young. And I think that that's extremely important in trying to build a hockey team here is that you need to have players that want to play here mm -hmm. and you need to have a young core group. And, and I think that's exactly what we have. Um, and I think that, you know, Tommy Fitz has big plans. Yeah. Um, and I think that at, at this point we just have to trust him and, um, and he's played the game. He's been on playoff teams. He's been on championship teams. He knows what it takes. Um, you know, he's only in his second year. Yeah. Um, and we have to have some patience on that side as well. Because yep. you can't just flip over a team and, two years or Especially whatever. Especially if you want to do it right. Exactly. Yeah. And Tommy knows what it takes, and uh, I think that we're on the right step here. What have you seen on the, you know, the back end of having a Dougie Hamilton and a Ryan Graves? Again, I'm asking you to talk about it in a perspective of watching as opposed to being on the ice with them, but you've been through a lot of variations of who the New Jersey Devils are. Yeah. Um, Dougie's a, an unbelievable player. I mean, he's only played 30 games or so yeah. and eight goals. Um, so the talent is clearly there. Um, he's, he, he's a special player for sure. Um, but the person who surprised me the most on the back end is Siegenthaler. Fair. That is fair. <laughs> Siegenthaler, his, or Sieg's, I never called him Siegenthaler. Yeah. Sieg's. Um, <laughs> he surprised me the most in a very good way. Um, He's so steady. He's so steady. He kind of reminds me of a Andy Green type player where yep. he's so smart with his stick. and Quiet. Like he's yeah, about his game yeah. quietly. And, uh, and he's, he will be very good for us for a while. Now, when he scored the other night, obviously you weren't there, but if you're watching, are you just like super pumped and like screaming at your TV too? Like, do you, yeah. do you get that? Like, do you get that emotion when you're yeah. watching? Well, well, you're certainly happy for the guy. Yeah. I think he set a record for most yeah, games like without a goal or whatever. Or so I, I, I was hoping you could get that. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so get that but, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm very happy for him. I'm like, yeah. I mean, he's not the type of kid that's going to score you 10 goals a year, but yeah. what he does on the back end, it's what teams want. And, uh, and he's certainly take a huge step. Um, two more here. Do you watch the games on TV when they're away? Are you that type of person? Because I know some players don't like to watch. And, like, what, what was your uh, sort yeah, of... Yeah, I do. You do? Yeah, I do. Um, it's, it, it, it stinks. Because, yeah. <laughs> like, you're like, <laughs> I should be there. But instead, I'm sitting on a couch. Like, you know. Um, I Yeah. I do watch the games. <laughs> okay, last one, and I, I don't want you to... Well, no, you can get emotional. It's fine. What do you think it'll be feel like to score that first goal this year? Because I know your plan is to get back in the lineup. Yeah, uh, I, I certainly think I can get back for yeah. this year based on the progress that I've made so far. Um, 
certainly can't wait just to play a game and, and win win games here. Um, and to be in Prudential Center yeah, and just yeah. hearing the crowd, I'm yeah, sure yeah. that's something you crave, isn't can't, it? I can't wait to get back. Uh, it's been a long, very long process, something that I didn't think could happen, but mm-hmm. clearly it, it did, and the cards were dealt. Um, but can't wait to get back and playing with the guys. Well, we can't wait to see you <laughs> back either. Thank you, Miles. Thank you. appreciate it. I hope you guys could feel and understand the emotion that was running through miles in our conversation. I was so thankful with how raw he is when he talks to any reporter, he speaks, you know, from the heart. And there was certainly that moment where it almost felt a little too overwhelming to continue at one point, but taking a little bit of a quick break, uh, taking a second to gather his thoughts, I think what ultimately is the most important part is we understand that being a hockey player and playing the game is so um, wrapped up in the identity of these players that when it's taken away, as Miles said, you know, you really think about a lot of things and you could tell that that emotion of being close to playing again was overwhelming for Miles. And so we all know that when he's back out on the ice, uh, we know what we're going to get from him. I loved when we, you know, I said, are you Miles Wood yet? And he said, no, I'm just miles right now. So we look forward to seeing miles wood on the ice flying around there contributing, you know, there's only a few games left in the season, but this is ultimately the most important part for him is that he gets to rejoin his teammates. And I thank him so much for his honesty, his rawness and uh, for sitting down with me in the legacy lounge. So that is your special edition of speak of the devil's podcast presented by RWJ Barnabas Health, the official healthcare provider of the New Jersey Devils. I'm Amanda Stein, and we'll catch up with you again next week.